This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach Jacobs. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Negro League Podcast. I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. Thank you all for listening. We are sponsored by Mo Better Soul. You can get your gear right now at mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. We got some new hoodies, some new champion hoodies, and they look fucking amazing. I'm about to get mine in this week. If you want to save 10% on your next order, type in code NEGRO to save 10%. Once again, mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. And God damn it, I had a couple people hit me up because they missed the fact that the podcast wasn't up last week. So I guess we do have a couple people listening. Once again, I am Preach Jacobs, and he's back. Hey. The nigger Bobby is back. What up, homie? Uh, what happened to the FBE t-shirts? <laughs> you got to design them. I already laid out the design. We're supposed to just make this kind of shit happen. Ah, uh, fuck it, man. Need an FBE champion on, sweatshirt. It's been two weeks. Hooded. It's been two weeks, and but there's be still fuckboy energy out in the universe, man. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 there's a bunch. I mean, you know, tons. It ain't, it ain't like we ran out of shit to talk about this past two weeks. It's like, it's like I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I wish I would have, I wish I would have recorded the podcast this week, man. But it's kind of cool to kind of skip a week because you kind of let shit die down a little bit, and you can kind of like have your real, real well calculated thoughts about certain shit. It's yeah. like you know. Like, uh, first things first, man. Everybody's wilding out about and and before oh you say boy. anything, I, before you say anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this. This is gonna be a Kanye free zone. Oh goodness, Kanye free zone. I'm done talking about him. Does that make you happy? I've been done. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's number one. Is I'm good on it. You know what? And it and I guess. Maybe I'm going to go end up going down the rabbit hole with this anyway, right? Mm. But people now in society seem to be obsessed with talking about shit that they don't like. Yeah, absolutely. There's a law in the 48 Laws of Power that states that for whatever measure, you're not supposed to like give any attention to things that you don't like. I don't remember what law it is. I can't remember either. There's but, another there's another law that I love, kind of side note. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like it's like disdain what you can't have. Right. <laughs> you know and what it's I mean? like for what it's worth, like these these people seem to constantly be able to grab our attention and there's so much like outrage porn in the in the atmosphere now. It's kinda of like everybody wants something to get mad at. Yeah. So, like, me personally, man, it's like I'm burnt out. Like, I don't want to talk about Trump, and I don't want to talk about Kanye West. And it's not because, you know, there's no news surrounding the things that they do, because I'm pretty sure. But the more attention you give to this shit, it's like the Ghostbusters 2 with ooze under the city or some <laughs> shit like that. You, you're so old. But it's like, all right, 
I, I agree. And it's like, here's 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 where I say it, right? It's like, I don't want to talk about Kanye because it's not, but it's like, news cycles are supposedly, like the way they treat like entertainment, like media, is that if somebody writes about me because I put a new record out, right? They're not going to write another article about the same project again. It's right. kind of like, it's like, all right, you're done until something new comes across. You're done until there's something um, that we don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like to, to, to keep bashing Trump for him being who he is. I really don't care about talking about that. Anytime I want to bring something up, it's probably going to be policy based. Anything other than that, like, I don't feel like making fun of the guy on, on my on my on my Facebook feed. I don't feel like I also think this is dumb. Everybody's like, you know, reacclimating the the MAGA hats. And it's like, dog, you're still promoting him, even if you're putting like other shit on the hat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like so he's he's like a no fly zone for me. I don't want to say anything. Just look in the other direction. Absolutely. There's so much other shit going on. Like there are like I wish Colin Kaepernick got the same amount of attention that Kanye West gets. Jesus Christ. I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I like, agree. I wish I wish there were, like, you know, there's so many other things to be engaged in. Whether you choose to watch football or not, there's a lot of good football on TV. There's college football. The NBA starts tomorrow. I can't fucking wait. Now, I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm red. I think like the NBA has kind of like surpassed the NFL and even maybe college in terms of like being the sport du jour right now. You know, what? I, have a f- I have a few thoughts on that. Right? It's like I feel like number one, you know, as many people try to throw like cap under the bus saying that people went and like watching the game because of protests. Man, I was watching the NFL since I was a little kid. I've never watched. The fucking national anthem. I never even watched the national anthem until, you know, not even during the Super Bowl, unless like Whitney was singing it or some shit like that. But other than that, like, I don't think that was the issue. You know what I really think the issue was? Every time we'll go see a game, somebody is knocked off their fucking rocker and it's like uh injury timeout. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 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 that's why like all these rule changes are happening right now, where you can't touch the quarterback. Where that's why everybody's gonna have like four thousand yard seasons. And the other thing that I think sucks about the NFL, without me watching it and just looking at the standings, everybody sucks and everybody's still in there. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no villain. I mean, the NFL doesn't real football doesn't start in the NFL till after the halfway point well, when the weather when it gets cold. Like, it's about to be, what, week seven, week eight? Yeah. When the weather gets cold and, you know, these guys have to go out into the elements. You got to go out to Lambo. You got to come to Philly. It's bird gang shit. <laughs> you got to come You got to come to Lincoln Financial in the cold, yeah. in the rain, in the sleet, and you yeah. got to come see about us. That's when real football begins. Like, the first five or six weeks, you get teams like the Chiefs, and this is no disrespect because I think, like, Patrick Mahomes is incredible, but they start out 5-0, and oh, and it's like, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the incumbent Brent Favre but, but and all this it, other shit. And then all of Andy Reid teams start 5-0? and oh? I mean, I had to sit through it for, for what, 16 seasons? Yeah, yeah, he's always he's always 5-0. and oh. I mean, especially, like, even now with him. I mean, this nigga was 5-0 and oh with, with Alex Smith. Well, <laughs> well, like, particularly with the Chiefs. Maybe because when he was in Philly, like, the Eagles would play their best football in November. Yeah. 
But in with the Chiefs, it's been like last year they were five and zero with Alex Smith. Yeah. If you look at, I think it was on Coward Show. Like if you look, Alex Smith was putting up ridiculous numbers the first five games of the season last year, yep. and then they ended up flaming out. It's like so, it's like uh, you ever watch like uh, the motherfuckers do like the the marathons or or not the marathons, but they go the the long distance running or whatever. Right. And you got motherfuckers that like off the rip, they start running fast as shit. You know what I mean? And all yeah. of a sudden, like, <laughs> when it gets longer, they start, like, kind of, like, yeah, dragging out. They're on the sideline puking. Yeah. And then eventually, uh, I hate to use this analogy, but eventually the combustible Huxtable comes up where, like, wow. <laughs> I know, man. We had, I, I know. That's the only reference I have in my head. And that's the, only, that's the wow. worst the worst part. Hold on now. The worst part about all this Cosby stuff outside of, you know, you know. Wow. Like, outside the obvious part about, you know, him, like, you know, uh, sexually assaulting women is that. You have all of these references ingrained in your brain forever. That's pop culture, man. Absolutely. Like, this shit is in my head forever. And that's why I guess it's so hard to let go of because in so many different ways, man, like, you were raised by this stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bill Cosby is representative of a completely different human being than who he actually is. And now you have all of these people who grew up in this generation loving Bill Cosby for being this doting father and amazing husband to find out that in his real life that he's a rapist. We have trouble separating the two. You know, the, you know, the funny thing, and, and, and this is kind of funny and I'm not bringing it up anymore, is that the the thing that irritated me the most about Kanye shit was the people that, you know, and I had some friends that were like, well, you know, he did say some good things when he was talking to Trump. He did say, you know. Some good things about this, and some good things about the 13th Amendment, whatever. Either way, I, I really didn't feel like listening to him. I really don't give a shit. But it's one of those things where people are basically like, well, if he's able to say something good, you know, what have you done today? You know what I mean? Right. And it's kind of funny because you can apply that logic to everything else. How many black people did Bill Cosby send to college? How many how many educations did he pay for? How many black people wanted to go to college because of a different world? So it's like you can be both. You can be somebody that has done decent things and great things, and you can also be a sexual predator. I mean, Nino Brown was giving turkeys out in the hood. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Right before he had the street sweeper to my man's neck and was taking over walking the car. butt naked. Right. Like, Christopher Williams walking around with a goddamn floppy disk. Yeah, Frank, Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas and Bumpy Johnson, you know, they were men of the community. And then on the <laughs> exactly. other side of that, it was like, you know they were savages at the same time, and that's and that's the thing that that I think people want to like adjust the narrative to make them feel better. It's like dog, like college dropout is cool, but goddamn it, <laughs> like it ain't gonna make me find anything to kind of justify what he's doing. Plus, the the other end of it too is it's like you know if if I put it like this, right? Like let's say that that um. Let's say that like somebody was married and their wife wanted to to get like a, a a new deck built in her backyard or something like that, and instead of bringing out like a carpenter or, or you know uh, people that build the shit, they bring somebody that's like you know works at a Wendy's, you know, to look at it. And I and it's a weird analogy, but it's basically kind of like people are saying, well, Trump, you know, Kanye said all this cool shit stood around Trump, but 
the things that he was talking about, whether it's prison reform, whether it was anything with policy, you know, the fact that you brought in two black celebrities really proves that you really don't give a shit about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like if if you really cared, bring people that are that are specifically focused in those fields. You right. You know what I mean? It's like the one thing, <laughs> the one thing I thought was 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 kind of like uh, interesting that that uh, Charlemagne said a while back. He was basically like, "Yo, if you gonna go talk to Trump, bring bring Farrakhan with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like bring bring people that are smarter than you that know about the things that you claim you want to talk about. Like, if you want to have a prison reform conversation and you bring Kim Kardashian and Kanye West into it, you really don't take that shit seriously. Right? And I think that's ultimately my thing is that the dude has shown that he has like no interest in trying to find this out. You right? Know, find out ways to kind of find these solutions. He's like, well, let me just get two black celebrities that like me, and it's like." To, to the death of me, I have no fucking clue what's going on with Jim Jones. The Jim Jones. <laughs> uh, uh, Jim Brown. I have no clue what's going on. I was on about Jim to Brown. say, Jim Jones met with Trump? He's in he's in jail, too. Is he out? You see that shit? That um, I don't did? think that he's locked in yet. You see that shit that a 50 did, man? Man, them dudes be going at each other, yo. You think you think this you think they're taking it seriously? No, absolutely this? not. I think they're just trolling each other, man. I think that shit is all in good fun. Yeah, man. I I like to see that because like I feel like <laughs> I think 50 is the only guy that gets it as far as like the social media thing is concerned. Like so many people get so fucking angry and frustrated and like jump out the window and 50 is the only dude that's like, yeah, I'm good. You know what? I think it's just like, I think that real rap beef is played out. Yeah. Like I was, and I guess this is a good segue into this topic, but. Fuck your segue, punk. Right. (laughs) I was watching the, um. The barbershop shit? The barbershop shit. I haven't seen it yet. Like, what what, what happened? Um, Drake doing, a, like, don't get me wrong. I love LeBron James. I think he's dope. I think he's amazing. I think he's probably the most naturally gifted athlete to ever play in the my, NBA. My favorite quote in Game of Thrones is dude said, anything said before the word butt don't matter. There's a butt coming. What else? <laughs> it's controlling the narrative, man. Like. I think that he got on he got on he got on this show and he has like this format where he can go on and mm. he can control the narrative of everything that gets said on this show. Yeah. So you're sitting here watching him articulate different things in ways that make it okay for him to fail. Like they were asking him about like what his greatest failure was. And he says, yo, uh, when we lost in the finals to the Mavericks, that was my greatest achievement. That's what he said? He said that was his greatest achievement. He said that well, he, would, it he wouldn't be the, I guess so, like he wouldn't be the player that he was now if he didn't go through that. Right. And from my personal interpretation, having watched that series, he checked out on that team. Like he knew, like I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. To this day, I won't understand it, but you, you, you know what it was. He checked out. You know what it was. The, the rumor was uh, the Delonte West yes! smashing moms. Yes! I don't know. That I will don't... fuck your game up horribly. <laughs> you got some light skinned tattoo ass looking nigga. American Pie mama. Stifler's mom. <laughs> Dog. Dog. Hey, nah, but I mean, just. You lost the fucking series, yo. Yeah. Just yeah. let it go. I mean, and I, then everything from that point in the show down, mm. it just became like this narrative fest because then it kind of 
crashes into Drake and Drake just starts fumbling through the Pusha T shit. The whole Pusha T and Kanye shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what he said about Pusha. What did he say about Ye? What, what well, basically, I think that in some weird way, like everything that got done with the exception of Pusha talking about 40, mm. he blames Kanye for. Like he says that he told you know, he told Kanye about the son. He and, told Kanye, but he let Kanye hear his records. He told Kanye about his son and all of the drama surrounding it. He showed him a picture of his son, and like from there, like the stage play starts. It's like you know, like <laughs> Maverick Carter's like, "Whoa, you showed him a picture of your son? Wow!" Yeah. Right. Here, and LeBron is sitting in the chair, like, "For real? You showed him? <laughs> what did I tell you?" What did I tell you when that happened? And I'm like, man, get the fuck out of Dra- here. Drake, when you showed me your picture of your son, I didn't tell him anything. Right. But, I, man, but, stop. But this- that, I think, I think. all right, first first things first, right? There's a great, like, Pusha T quote. Maybe it was like a clip song where he was just like, don't trust a, don't trust a whore with your child or some shit like that. Where it was basically like, if you know that Kanye is this guy who you, like, like, if he's unstable publicly, you can't tell me he ain't wilding out privately. I mean, how are you gonna trust a nigga like I'm that? I'm not again? even including the mental health part but of this. I'm shit. saying, I'm saying, I blame that on Drake. Why My, you gonna trust that nigga? If of all I'm niggas? Drake, I'm looking at this guy who's aligned with somebody that I know does not like me. Mm. Point blank. After that, it's kind of like, what am I gonna go and tell you? But 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 it's a question. Like this the, guy has been taking shots at me for almost a decade. But my thing is the the pusher shit was that was that beef strictly over him trying to stick up for baby. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know what I think really kicked this shit into another stratosphere. It was Drake in rebuttal to Infrared on Daytona bringing up Push's wife. That, that's we can it. talk yeah. all this shit. We can that, talk all of so this did shit. He say, did he say anything about that? No, shit? he didn't. All right, well, and that yeah. was mind blowing. Like, yeah. yo, like, you're yeah. like, oh, well, you said such and such about my friend yeah, having yeah. MS and him you, being you get, sick. You get, you get what you deserve for that shit. You get what you deserve for that. Like, yeah, don't, don't bring up, don't bring Fuck up the boy wives. energy. Yeah, don't, stop it, man. We can't do this two weeks in a row. FBE. <laughs> it's it's so weeks. prevalent. It's thick in the atmosphere right now, man. Oh my all god. All of these fuck boys. Like, that was whack. Like. You bring this man's wife up by mm. name. Like, it's not like she's a public figure or famous or a celebrity yeah. or a socialite. There's no reason for you to bring up this man's wife's name. You go and you do it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's supposed to have tact. Like, he's yeah, supposed to be uh, thinking about, like, yeah, I care about your best friend. He said, six, six, you six. decide to bring up my fiance. Six six six. Like, let me tell people who tick, you chose tick, to tick. be your Beyonce. Ooh! It was. I mean, you can try to bend and twist and contort and pinch and bargain all you want, but a L's a L. And the one thing that baffles me, I have a response, but I'm not gonna put it out. Yeah. I mean, no, you don't have a response. And yeah. if you have a response, you have one for Kanye. That's you what I'm have to say. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. The only thing I can think of is it's gonna be either, hey, Kanye, I fucked him. Hey Kanye, I know you're gay. Like I think those are going to be the only two things that that Drake is probably going to say. As far as like Pusha is concerned, there's like nothing on those guys. I mean, and my thing is, if you have a record, if you have a response that you know mm. is going to end somebody, mm. who's not going to put that out? You think he'll eventually do it? 
I think at some point in time it'll leak. I'm, you know, okay, forty will do it like on his deathbed. Right. Oh, that was bad. I'm sorry, but See? like, <laughs> well, I'm That's sorry. I'm bag sorry. Too. It was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Drake's gonna. You're not supposed to talk about my friend. Oh, he didn't God. even like. Yo, he was like, yo, like, you know, you talk shit about me being a deadbeat and about my son. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Don't talk about. But 40. don't talk about forty. If you bring, I win or lose. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about my kids. Yeah. Don't talk about my old lady. Like, I just you're gonna ride for your friend over your son. Here's what I think. Here's what I think Drake went wrong is that, and and this is me being a light skinned dude understanding it is that light skinned niggas like ourselves, like the the thing that hurts us the most is like women. You know what I mean? Like 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 the. There's always a story about some woman breaking her heart and hurting us or some shit like that. So Drake is thinking, oh, well, this must be the way to hurt everybody else is to bring up a woman. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so, like, in his mind, I think that he thought that that was his ether, that that was going to be his thing. He brings it up, which, which, by the way, what did he say about Push's fiance? I mean, he just, like, in in the song... I can't remember, right? He says her name. It was the, and the it's like this little wink, tongue in cheek, James Prince gun shit. Like, like, did he fuck her or something? Is that what he's trying to imply? I don't think so. I mean, because I don't think there was a chance of that going on. But I think that, you know, he's kind of mock- in some weird way mocking the fact that he knows who his wife is. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I, and, that, and to me, that makes it even worse. It means that you're just out here reaching and... You're trying to find a way to get under this dude's skin. I mean, but but let's but let's be honest, man. Like you heard on that Duddy freestyle that he had nothing for Pusha, and just like Pusha said, he want all the curses. You know what I'm saying? That that this was a Kanye. That diss. shit is so. It was fire, it was a though. it was a Kanye diss. That it was that a Kanye. So diss. fire. Just I mean, Drake got cocky because he felt like you know everybody put him on a pedestal with the Meek Mill thing. And they tried to give him a dub for that, you know, you which know, is okay. You know and he why? got ahead of himself, and he got put back in his place. You know, you know why? Six, six, six. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> you know why the Drake shit didn't work with tick, tick, tick. with with Pusha compared to Meek is that the Meek shit started because Meek was emotional. And so, like, you can always make fun of somebody when they're overly emotional. That's basically what happened with me. It's Pusha. These his, are Pusha is not an emotional guy. These are the old school rules, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're on the playground and you're playing the dozens and you're telling the mama jokes, mm-hmm. the first person to get mad loses. Yeah. Like in my mind, because it's funny because I was listening to Blueprint Two, mm-hmm. the song, not the album, but the song, and. To me, in my personal opinion, Blueprint 2 is Jay is his, at his most lethal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you listen to that, those verses on Blueprint 2, he chemically broke down Nas yeah. on that record. Yeah. But it fell on deaf ears because in most people's opinions, Jay lost that battle when he got emotional over Ether. When he got mad and ran to the studio and put out Super Ugly real quick in response to Ether, he lost his cool. And so in my mind, regardless of, because I do think Blueprint is a better record or 
you know, I think the takeover is a better record in terms of dissing than Ether is. Yeah, because like he he dismantled Nas with a verse right. and Nas needed five minute song. But the fact that Jay got out of character when he got in his feelings, the battle's over. If I'm sit, if we're sitting here talking about each other's moms, like your mom's so fat, your mom's so ugly, your mom this, your mom that, and all of a sudden I hit you with that coup de gras, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there like, man, fuck this shit, I'm mad. That's when you lose the beef. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even in this case, even if I didn't think that Pusha killed him with the Adidon shit, mm-hmm. Drake still got in his feelings. Yeah. Well, the in my feelings challenge. Kiki. <laughs> Pusha, do you love me? You know it's all funny because because Which, all of this all of this is a setup. All of this is a setup. You know for what, me. You know what Kim's nickname is, right? Yeah, I know what it is. Kiki, that's, that's your bitch. Who hey. said? Who said that? Snoop said that was Snoop yeah, going off. Like, that's on your bitch. Yo, know, man. So it's like so. All right. So like Snoop said, like all this mean shit about Kanye, then he apologized. So then he come back again and say some shit about Kanye again. Like what? What's going on with all that shit? I don't know. Man. I mean, the only thing that's like where it's like you have to kind of give Drake a pass on all this shit is we hate Kanye so much right now. Well, that's the thing that I'm saying. It's like I don't know how much longer Pusha can be aligned with this guy and us not look at him weird. I don't think that anybody can. It's like, and, and this is where I'm going with this. As soon as Pusha stops aligning with Kanye, that's when Drake and Pusha are going to squash their shit. I don't want to see that. I would love to hear them do a record, man. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I would. Love what to see what that. is that record going to be about? I know it's going to be dope. You got I mean, I oh, of course dope. on Pusha T's end, it's going to be dope because that's be what dope. he raps about. But I think I think it'd be dope. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm not here for that. I think I hey, listen. If we can listen to Kanye rap on a record with Pusha, I can hear Drake rap, rap on a record. With I don't want to hear it. I would love to hear. It. I like. I I mean, or, I think, or put it like this, like or I would, I, you know. I just like the idea of motherfuckers squashing shit. Like I just like it. Like it just it's I think it's dope. So like Drake pulled out. Like, I don't. Chris, he brought Chris Brown on stage. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. What was that beef about? Over Rihanna. I, I have no clue. Yeah. But I like I just, I just think it's I think it's dope. I mean, I guess in one a, one aspect, if we're trying to be like Dalai Lamas and Gandhis and all of that shit, then it's cool. But this is hip hop, yo. I think like Styles P hit it on the head. Like the problem with these young dudes are, man, is it's not about it's not about being violent or you know being at war with each other. But I think that the game still needs a certain level of competition. Yeah, it's like you can't be you can't be a fan of the Lakers and a fan of the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a fan of the Giants and be a fan of Philly. You can't. You I can't mean, be like a Cowboys fan and a Steelers fan. I mean, the like, only, this shit just doesn't work. I bro. mean, it 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 does. I no, mean, because no, it, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, look, you can't be an Eagles and a Cowboys fan. But outside of that, it's like, man, I, the Giants are bigger rivals to the Eagles. I, than I, the root, Cowboys I root, I root, I root for Aaron Rodgers when 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 the Giants are playing. The nah, Patriots. that's different. All right, but that's There's but, but different. You, There's but real exactly, rivalries in this but you, shit. But yo. you're exactly proving the point. What I'm what I'm saying is is like. People are going to adjust their sensibilities accordingly. The one thing that Styles said that I do agree do agree with is this, and this is where he was right: is that when you start shit with somebody, you're only concerned about where your ten is. You're not concerned with somebody else's ten is. You know what I'm saying? So you might be with some shit where you're basically like, all right, well, 
you know, my 10, if I'm fucking with somebody, he's talking about their, you know. Their friend with MS. Yeah, exactly. Right? But you're not putting it in perspective that that might be a three for pusher. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in that regard, it's like niggas lose when they play chess. Not checkers. <laughs> niggas lose when they play chess is they, they obsess about the He moves. was living with impunity for 35 <laughs> and years. And I got him. That cocksucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Training day Yo, <laughs> What? What? He's my friend because I know his first name? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> 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 Dr. Dre was so fucking terrible in that movie. I... Oh, Dr. Dre was so terrible in that movie. Fucking horrible. So terrible. The best musician in that movie was Macy Gray. You ain't no cop. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess you got the gun, don't you, old pussy ass, cracker ass, white ass cop? (laughs) Y'all just gonna stand there, blast the fools. Let me stop. One time for training day. Yo, that shit. All right. You know what I watched last night? Totally getting off subject. You know what I watched last night? And I laughed my ass off because I haven't watched it in a while. What? Black Dynamite is on Netflix. Are you serious? Yes. I was looking for shit to watch oh, yesterday, oh, too. That has to be the greatest black movie of all time. Like I had so much fucking fun watching that shit again. That movie is fucking great. I'm praying that they get the sequel done. But the first one... But they got the cowboy sequel. Like It's like an old Western sequel. Right. Yeah. It's like not, an it's informal not, sequel. Yeah, yeah. Dog, that shit had me on the fucking floor and it aged well. And it was, you know, what was great about it was like, I love the Marshawn Lynch approach to a lot of this shit. Where it's basically like, dog, nobody likes anybody that takes themselves too seriously. And like Black Dynamite was basically like, man, let's just parody parody everything. And it's like, you know, what happened when when the Seahawks lost that Super Bowl because they didn't give the ball to, to Marshawn? He's just like, ah, well, you know. He was just like real chill about it. The other thing I like about it is that when I remember when it first came out, it didn't give anybody time to build any expectations of what it should be. And that's the dangerous thing about them doing a sequel is that, you know, everybody has like this expectation of what the sequel should be. And I think that's why they totally went in a different direction and did it as a Western. Which is super dope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 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 oh. dog. You you ready for this? I I saw that. I just I opened up that. my Instagram. Charlamagne was supposed to be having a talk with Kanye. Was it supposed to be the seventeenth? It's supposed to be two days from now. This shit is canceled. Mercifully. Wow. Wow. Okay, so 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 Charlamagne said in his response on uh Instagram, normalizing being mentally healthy is a conversation that I really want to have with Kanye because he's been so vocal about his own mental health struggles. Unfortunately, I think to have a conversation with him right now would not be productive and a total distraction from this point of the conversation, which is to eradicate the stigma of mental health, especially in the black community. Well, I agree. Um, and, I, and I'm be honest. <laughs> I was finally uh, applauding a little bit that he was finally kind of like getting off his, uh, Kanye high horses you remember like the 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 Charlemagne that we know from years ago would have tore him to shreds by now would have put him through the fucking meat rinder by now absolutely but it's like Freddie Gibbs said I think there are like four or five dudes in hip-hop that you can't say anything negative about about, yeah or they're gonna blackball you and I think that Kanye is definitely one of those guys (sighs) 
That shit is disappointing. Point blank. Because it's like, it's like after that whole Trump shit, it's like, I don't know how you defend the indefensible. Like, this shit was just, it's it's like, it's not the fact that he's in there. This nigga is hugging him, calling him a father figure. We're supposed to, we're supposed to look in the other direction. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Let's turn around. Yeah. Oh, okay. my gosh. All right. Yeah. Side note. But yeah. But yeah, man. Like, uh, uh, Black Dynamite was great. I fucking, fucking love that movie. He's uh, dead. <laughs> he's dead. Jimmy's dead. <laughs> it was like, yo... Yo, when, the, when he was fighting out the woo and that goddamn boomerang cut woo's arm Oh, man. I do that shit before I walked in the room. I'm up at like four in the morning hollering like I've never seen this shit before, man. And I think that um, I would love to see something like that again. Because, like, you know, everything about that movie was just so fly in the sense of it was non-conventional. And be honest with you, if you don't have a big budget to shoot it as some movie from the 70s, is a is good makeup because it can look bad on purpose, but it can also look bad because you don't have a huge budget. You know what I'm saying? And right. so it like it everything about it was like really fucking pitch perfect, man. And I I, I can't wait to see the the next shit they got coming. Yeah, I out. think it's gonna be really dope. Oh my gosh. Then I forgot about the cartoon, man. Like that that lasted a couple of years. The Michael Jackson shit was classic. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Shout out to my homie LaShawn Thomas, uh, who's a director on there. One time. Um it's like the the first few episodes were pretty incredible. It's like the Michael Jackson episode, the Froggy episode, and then like I I don't know what happens, but I think like they gotta go and outsource to get the animation shit done in Korea, and it just takes a long, long fucking time. That's why it's like a big gap between the seasons or whatever. Right. Um. But that'd be something I would love to see happen again. So just my question, the, just my, do the movie show. My question is this: I think we were so spoiled that if we look at like a decade ago or more we had Chappelle show that was that shit that was the the shit that had the pulse of the culture and then we had the boondocks that the pulse of the culture and we were just up in it not really appreciating it what the fuck do we have now I think we appreciated it I mean I don't think to the, put it like this I don't think that we didn't appreciate it I think that we just thought it was going to keep going we took it for granted. That's that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like, you couldn't... I mean, who's going to say like Chappelle wasn't going to last for as many seasons as it wanted to? Right. You know what I'm saying? By the time you're in the second season, like that shit don't happen. Who's in their prime and they be like, I'm out? You know what I mean? Right. Like even Key and Peele had like six or seven seasons. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you, you were expecting it to, to last and when it disappeared, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I think we got a lot of good stuff now. That kind of comes and goes. Like the Carmichael show was, the Carmichael show That's, to me. Yo, now, if you're going to use underappreciated, I agree. I think the Carmichael show is probably the most underappreciated TV show. Or hey, Amber, you know any of that shit I've ever seen. I think you know, the other thing too. I mean, let's let's be honest about one of the greatest things the Carmichael show was able to do. It was incredibly hilarious on network television. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like Chappelle's show, you basically <laughs> Dave Chappelle joked and said that like uh South Park was kind of his uh barometer. He was just like, if if <laughs> if Comedy Central tried to say like this is too much, you can't talk about this, he's like, dude, you got a cartoon on a talking piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of easy, easier to be funny the less edited you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to be on fucking NBC have a show talking about masturbating and porn. Right. 
on an NBC show. Strip I think, clubs. Yeah, and- absolutely. I think I think that's more delicate. Um, so to be able for them to maneuver around that and still maintain like their their quality is is fucking dope. It's very me. heady writing. Absolutely, one of the best written shows I've ever seen. That's why I like. I thought the whole shit when when Cat was wilding out, he was like motherfucker uh, Gerard Carmichael and Little Rail. He did. Yeah, he was he was going on talking about how Hollywood be putting these motherfuckers in here, but he was like, you know. That not one motherfucker, not one motherfucking woman wants to fuck Rail or fuck Gerard Carmichael. And I'm like, first of all. But you know what the problem like, Cat Williams is kind of like the Kanye of Exactly comedy. what I was about to say. Because niggas be, be co-telling this dude because maybe in that interview he said a couple of things that may have made sense. But everything else is like... Pfft. No, you just people just don't want to feel guilty for liking yeah, certain that, things. And my thing is like just just like what you like, just like what you like. It's just like be it's comfortable. Like, it's, it's the same thing I had to tell somebody about the the Kanye shit on my page. It's like if you want to still listen to the college dropout and late for. late registration and all of that shit, just be aware of the cost yeah. of the support. Be aware. Look at you know. Be aware of who. If you're going to still listen to R. Kelly records. Fine. You know what, man? But be aware of what you're supporting. You know, all you got to do is just treat it like Chick-fil-A. Them niggas aren't open on Sunday. They're ultra-religious. They they hate the LGBTQ community. And motherfuckers be like, yo, <laughs> Chick-fil-A chicken tastes like chicken that had both of their parents. It's like... <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's like Shit. it's like I've been eating bastard chicken prior to Chick Fil A, yo. It's like eating single mother chicken, <laughs> <laughs> dog. You eating, dog. I'm and there's you. your title for this episode. <laughs> yes, single mother chicken. <laughs> I'll take it. But but. But we'd be like, damn, Chick-fil-A is doing all this stuff that, especially liberals, <laughs> all this anti-stuff that liberals Single love. Single mother chicken. Who the fuck is not going to Chick-fil-A? Like, so you just approach it by the same way and just be like, damn, I I know these things are really, really bad, but it's not bad enough for me to stop. And that's fine. There's a such thing as context and perspective. I mean, look. And I think that when you're living your life, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Everything will kill you here. Like, you drink, there's shit in bottled water now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was looking at this shit, like, you know, getting into all of these herbs and vitamins and shit. Now they're saying that turmeric gives you liver damage. Everything's going to kill you. Yeah. You just have to be aware of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no problem. Like, if you choose, the problem is, the problem with everything Mm -hmm. is that everybody isn't free to live their life the way that they want to live it on an individual level. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not that black people want something extra out of society. We just want the same opportunities to live our lives freely as everybody else has. That's it. We want the same opportunities everybody else has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's kind of like it all falls back into what you like, what you love, you should be able to enjoy it freely as long as you're aware of the cost of what it is you like. If you want to eat a cheeseburger and fries and a Coke every day for the rest of your life, that's fine. Yeah. But when you get that heart attack. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, the whole chicken comes home to roost 
mentality. The single thing. mother chicken. <laughs> the single mother chicken. It's classic. <laughs> she got two jobs, man. She work at churches and ancestors. <laughs> she trying to provide. It's like damn. And, and raising kids. <laughs> Good ass chicken, man. Man, look, damn. You, I will pick a day that I'm fasting to talk about fucking Chick Fil A. This shit is gonna Good luck. drive me fucking crazy, man. But yeah, like it's 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 just one of those things where it's just like you know you know white folks love their uh, Annie Hall by Woody Allen. They talk about him like he's this this directing god, and and this dude has a filthy McFilthy, uh, uh, you know, background. So it's like I think I think people, you know, you know who I really like. I like the people that really don't give a shit. Like, 50 Cent seems to be one of those guys, right? Right. Like, he just seems like, look, man, whatever. Like, y'all can say what y'all want, feel how you want to feel. I don't give a fuck. Like, and and maybe in some degree, he's detached. I mean, to bring things full circle, mm-hmm. like, there's so much outrage porn. Like, everybody yeah. wants to hit that button now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you can't enjoy, you can't enjoy anything now without offending somebody. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes certain things just aren't meant to be taken as seriously as where everybody is with everything now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a set, like, take the jokes and move on. Like, spending all of your time angry, impressed about what Kanye says. You're pressed about what Donald Trump says. You're pressed about what this guy says. You're pressed about what this girl said. You're pressed about football. You're pressed about this. You're pressed about that. You're not enjoying anything. Well, my thing is this, is that I feel like I'm not, I tell people I'm not protesting shit, or I'm not angry or like beating my chest, is that I think the word is disengage. So it's like if there's stuff that I just don't want to fuck with, I disengage. The only time that you'll ever hear me talk about Trump is if it's policy related. And it feel and I feel like it's something that we have the ability to kind of change. But it's like, you know, the video going around with Trump with toilet paper on the shoe, I really don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's like stuff like that. It really doesn't do anything for me. And it's not going to help anything out. And I really feel like (laughs) there was this great article. And we talked about this kind of, you know, outside the podcast where it was just basically like, yo, uh, white women are really responsible for getting Trump in office. And then we look at the Kavanaugh uh, 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 confirmation. And it was like a white woman the GOP that got him in there. So it's like all this stuff that's happening right now. It's like, I kind of feel like, all right, well shit, man, I really, I, I, I could kind of sit back and have my drink because you know, the onus is off me. Right. So it's like a <laughs> funny enough. When we talk about white women, the, these, these, uh, uh, they're, they're terrorists. <laughs> have you seen that shit with the bodega Becky shit? No. Okay. So apparently in Brooklyn, this white woman is in a bodega and she's at a counter buying like I don't know cat food or some shit like cat litter or something there's a nine year old black kid and his mom they're walking past the kid's book bag brushes against her ass she turns around and yells and claims that this nine year old boy sexually assaulted her and called the cops called the cops and there's footage, right, where they the the bodega was replaying the footage for the woman. The news was out there, and all the black people in the community was in that motherfucker with their video cameras watching the footage over again. 
And when the woman sees the kid did nothing, everybody's like booing this bitch and like cussing her out. And there's like a Jamaican dude who's just like, Trump Sinta. <laughs> it's like, he was just like, Caroline, what do they call it? Cornerstone, corner store Caroline. But I like Bodega Becky better. But I mean, it's just like, and she's just like, well, I don't know that young man name, but I apologize. It's kind of like what society is just decomposing to. Yo, it's, it's, it's gone. And this other thing that I just saw was this, uh, these loft apartments in St. Louis, this guy was walking to to go in his house. This white woman wouldn't allow him to get into the door. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. He had a key. I saw that. Like, no, 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 no. And she lost her job. You know what I'm saying? Well, she should have because she worked for the company. It's right. just like, dog, it's like, it's like, it's it, the thing that kills me most about the bodega shit is that, you know, the woman claims that she apologized, but the little boy was crying his head off because... You're nine years old, and this is kind of funny. It's a segue for something else. But, like, you're nine years old. Somebody's saying they're calling the cops on you. You're thinking you're going to jail. And it's just, like, it traumatized them. So I think, like, I don't know. Lawsuit should be coming. Weaponizing 911. That's the thing that I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's like, look, and I wrote this in the editorial. When a white person says to you, to a black person, I'm calling the cops, knowing the relationship cops and black people have in America, that's a death threat. There's nothing short than a death threat. So speaking of that, um, every week I got to go to the police station <laughs> for my parole. I'm kidding. Now, since I, uh, I write for the newspaper, I do the police reports or whatever. And so I got to go to the police station every week, get the incident reports because it's open public knowledge. And I take my notes and then I write about it in the paper. So <laughs> when I was growing up, anytime my mom would get mad at us, She'll always say she's going to drop us off to an adoption agency or or she's going to take us to the police or she's going to do whatever, whatever. Like She always threatened us with shit like that. How about while I was at the police station last night at like 10 o'clock? You had a great mom. Man, look. <laughs> hey, mom. BJ never, BJ would call the cops. Yo, she'd be like, look, I'm taking y'all to Charter River. Nah, they was like, no, nigga, you going to call the cops. <laughs> yo, Some beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yo, some lady actually did that shit. So... How about while I'm in there, some woman brings her nine-year-old son into the police station? What? Yes. She's just like, um, excuse me, officer. I want to know if I can drop this young man off because apparently he doesn't want to listen and he wants to fight his sister. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right, right. It's like, it's so like, it's so like the kid. He's never gonna forget that. Now here's the funny shit. Now here's the funny shit, right? Like, the little kid was talking all slow, and the officer was like, you're, you're acting up at home. Uh, you need to listen, because back in my day, he was like, back in my day, if I was disruptive, uh, I'm coming up off the floor, basically saying, like, which, which, hold on now, this is the funny part. The cop is saying that he would get knocked on the floor and get up, and, like, he'll, like, basically say he was knocked out and didn't know what happened to him. So I'm basically, like, the optics of a white officer talking to a black woman to a, a Oh, my a God, son. man, this shit is horrible. Right? Here's the funniest part. The boy... This is a black mother just bringing your kid into a to white the police, police station. officer. To a white police officer. To a officer. white cop saying, take him. Right? So check it out Fuck now. out of here. Here's where, here's where it gets even crazier, right? The boy kind of realizes that, ah, my mom can't do nothing. She's bluffing. And he starts smirking. She says, oh, you smirking? And the cop says this. Well, we do have a scared straight program you can sign up up for that they will stay in jail overnight. That boy freaked the fuck out. I'm sure. <laughs> Yo. Yo. And so I called my mom right after that. I was like, Mom, I said, how many times you threatened that nah. you're going to do that shit to us? I said, somebody actually did that shit. 
One time for Miss BJ. Oh my god, she was great. She called. She threatened to call the police. Like it was us that were going to call the police because <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to live past the belt. Oh my god! And don't get hit with the buckle. It's really just <sighs> cold red, y'all. My gosh, man. So yeah. So shout out to <laughs> shout out to Bob. Like we just kind of laughed our asses about that shit. That's man. crazy, y'all. Oh my gosh. Uh what else has been going on? I went to see a bunch of movies. You ain't seen them, but like I went to go see First First Man. I saw Venom. Um, something else I saw. I think I saw Predator. I think the, the dopest thing that happened last week for me was the Teddy Riley interview on The Breakfast Club. I thought that was pretty. Dope. I still ain't people. I still ain't people. Yeah, pretty I dope. Need to check it out. What are you talking pretty about? Pretty dope. Just I mean, like almost in a in a Quincy Jonesish yeah type fashion. Like you really don't get. We really are missing out on all of these pioneers in in our music. So, like. Basically, he was discussing um, the situation with Guy and Blackstreet and going broke and um, stories with Bobby Brown, Suge Knight. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's been, for the late the late 80s and early 90s, controlled music. Yeah. Controlled black music. Like, um, shameless plug. This week's Me versus Monday. Me versus Monday, 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 Monday. Right, right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank we'll, you. we'll have the link in the, um, in the bio too. We did the um, this week. I did um, songs that were from the late '80s, early '90s. Word. So it has all of this new jack swing, and I think there are three entities that rule black music during that time. You had Teddy Riley, you had Babyface, and you had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, mm-hmm. and. I would make the argument that Teddy Riley forced Babyface and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis to make his music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm running through a list of all of these great records, all of your Janet Jacksons and Bobby Browns and New Editions, and and all of these records sound like Teddy Riley records. Yeah. You can hear his influence on all of it. I mean, think, I mean, think about this. I mean, think about this, right? And we're talking about the Quincy shit earlier. It's like Michael had Quincy on, you know, uh, uh, off the wall, thriller, bad. And then all of a sudden, you know, who was the next guy he started fucking with? Was that, uh, what album was that? Was it the Dangerous album? That was a Teddy Riley album. That was Teddy Riley. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He controlled shit. Absolutely. He controlled shit until probably like 95 or so. I don't think, why doesn't he get the credit that you think he, you know, we think he deserves? Because I think that now music's in the microwave. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's so much shit that comes out that we don't have time to appreciate anything anymore i got a question so for you. things just kind of get buried I, I got a question for you right there's this there's this theory and i've said this before that you know the early 90s when you got hammer killing shit right killing shit the thing that killed hammer was the chronic what killed new jack swing hip-hop Maybe. But hip hop's always been there. It's like you know, like like I think that, like what what about what what happened in hip hop that made New Jack Swing fall back? Um, 
I don't want to call it gangster rap because I think, you know, I just think that, you know, I think that love and loving music and all of the, the romance and sensitivity in, in music changed when rap hardened up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that at that point, at the point that rap brought reality into music, it brought it brought uh it brought certain world or you know it brought our environment it, it's hard for you to be in love and to to be making love and all of this shit when the reality is that you're broke yeah. You're hungry. You're getting abused in society, right? So when you start to get these public enemies and these NWAs and these, you know, and it kind of, you know, these ready to die albums and everybody's kind of feeding into that wave. I, I, I would, I would probably say this. I think that two things happened in my mind, right? If if I really think the chronic fucked up, um, I tell you exactly what I think happened. I think the chronic fucked up hammer. And you know the one thing that killed New Jack Swing was Biggie, because that's what he did to Kwame. Because remember, Kwame, the partying stopped. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. or the partying in that vein stopped. I think that we started to get we started to get higher off of the reality of shit. Well, then, well, think about this. Like, I mean, think about this. And even even talking about Dre, like rewatching the Defiant Ones, is that in the eighties and shit like that? If you were going to be in the music industry, especially black music. You've either had to learn how to play an instrument, you had to learn how to dance, you had to wear all this crazy shit or whatever, right? And to some degree, New Jack Swing still had those elements I mean, of, of, it, of of singing and dancing. When hip hop was able to cross over to a point where you ain't got to learn how to sing, you ain't got to dance, and you can get on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, I think that's where the shift I, came in. I think that's when it, I mean, that part of it too. But like I said, it just kind of like, you know, at one point, at one point in the evolution, like you would go to, we would go to parties in the 90s, yo, and everybody was dancing. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, gangster rap and everything else kind of comes into it, and all of a sudden, the fellas are too cool to dance anymore. And that's, and that's it. Like, like, I loved the first house party, even though kid, fuck kid, even though I look like him. Or people say I look like him. Right. That whole I still haven't forgiven him since that that Kaepernick shit. You you, you seen that the shit? Jason Whitlock. Oh yeah. my god! Fuck him. Fuck both of them. Like that shit just drove me up Fuck the wall. Him. Fuck him. Fuck him against the wall. But like, but like that first house party it was just a good fucking movie. And the funny thing was, all this shit we made fun about Hammer doing. I think Kid and Play probably did it first, right? Like Kid and Play had a cartoon. Kid and Play had a comic book. Kid and Play had toys. Kid and Play had fucking movies released in the theater. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and and I don't know that shift came and and see Dolores Tucker came and then hip hop was like bigger. It became because rebel- because it, because of the bullseye. It became rebellion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like put it like this. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna give parents a, a tip. A parents a secret right now. Right. I'm I'm all ears. Check <laughs> this out I mean, and tell me and Try, tell me I'm trying to learn something revelatory I'm right tell now. Tell me if I'm wrong if I say this shit. If a parent wants a child to stop embracing a type of music or a type of entertainment, you as a parent embrace it. That's not true. 
as soon, I mean, but you're a cool dad, so there's something, there's something different in that. I'm talking about, like, it's not like you and your sons, y'all both enjoy Marvel movies and y'all enjoy that shit together. I'm talking about something that when kids get in their bag and they're trying to find their individualism, they try to gravitate. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, they try to gravitate something that's so far, far left. People embrace taboos. Dog, if it's like there was this, there was this uh, MTV commercial years ago, and it was basically like this cartoon showing the birth of like a slang word, and it was like the birth of bling bling. So it said it was like. 96 or whatever 99 whatever year bling bling came out right and it was like it showed Lil Wayne saying bling bling and then it's like it's showing the, the white kids saying bling bling right and it's showing the black kids saying bling bling and then at the end it was like an old white woman saying the word bling bling right and then it said that's when it died well I, <laughs> you know like the the mainstream is hip-hop's kryptonite right yeah you know what i'm saying but people embrace taboos you know what i'm saying it's kind of like the more you preach to a certain thing I guess in context, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like people, people have the tendency to gravitate towards the unknown, or you know, the lesser quantity than they do the wider known variables of shit. So it's kind of like, you know, as soon as everybody jumps on a certain bandwagon, then everybody wants to go the opposite way in hip hop, or at least that's how it. That's used what it's supposed to be. To be. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, it yeah. used to yeah, be. Yeah. Now it's different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if 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 some kid is trying to rebel against their parents because of six nine and then their dad picks him up in the Volvo playing gummo, all of a sudden you're like, well, I, I gotta figure something else out. Because that's essentially what happens. It's like that's where every every like blip in the musical, you know, timeline, that's what happens. It used to be that way. I don't know if it's like that anymore. I mean, probably because parents and kids are like so close, so everything close to is, shit now. Everything right? is like real hive mindy now. But like, but the thing but the thing about it is a lot of shit that I've loved, it wasn't nothing rebellious because all the hip hop that I listened to, even though the language is bad, it was all the sampling of records that my parents grew up on. You know what I'm saying? So it was never like there was never a disconnect. I just with think it. older people hate change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, or at least people of that, the baby boomers, yeah. they they hated they hated anything that they were foreign to. Well, it's like I, rock and roll. I think I think it's more than that. I think that it's not just change; it's every generation things get easier. You know what I'm saying? Because that's I mean, think about this. All right, we had this discussion before, right? Right. It's like kids have no clue what we had to do. To see a titty. Like, if we wanted to see one boob. You had that old school cable box. Dog. dog. That had the buttons that you had to press to change dog. the channel and the little tuner dog. on the side. Not even not even that. Before and the Playboy got, channel used to come on at, at 8. 8 o'clock. Before even that. We used and to you're have, sitting there mixing that shit like a DJ. Yo. Trying to get the right frequency so you can at least. Dog. And you yo. just sit there and listen to like. Dog. Jenna Jameson get screwed. The funny thing is, like, we used to have the TV, but we didn't have the black. We didn't have the black box in our room. We had it in the living room. So, like, me and my brother uh, are in the room with the antenna shit because you know it gets squiggly at eight o'clock. And every once in a while, we're thinking we're moving this antenna, and for a millisecond, be a flash of white, and you get to see everything. One titty. Me and my brother talked about that shit like it was like a Boston fan. <laughs> having <laughs> having the Red Sox win the World Series in two thousand and four. Like if I bring that, if I call him now, 
As little as I talked to my brother, I'm like, yo, remember when we saw that titty? He's yeah, the, that titty. the first titty you saw on TV? All right, on TV, um, it was some white woman. First titties. The first, the first titties I saw on TV, I'll tell you what it was. The first titties I remember seeing on TV was the Conan movie. The first titties I saw on TV. It's like at the beginning, somebody's running through, there's like white titties. And like my dad tried to change the channel. The first titties I saw, period, Ohio Players album cover. That's dope. Yeah. Like, I remember that. I remember that shit. Woo! First set of titties I ever saw on TV was Apollonia's on Purple Rain. Mmm. Mmm. Like, my mom used to watch Purple Rain religiously. And so before she'd go to work, she'd be cleaning up the house. Mm-hmm. And I'd be sitting around the couch like a little lurking ass, nasty yeah, I, ass I, I, nigga. I'm be honest with you. There's nothing more uncomfortable than watching something on television with your parents and titties pop up. Even, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't processing I, I that. Know, at but the even time. even as an adult, because Apollonia was oh fucking love Apollonia. fine as shit, yo. Even as an adult, that shit is sitting weird. there like yo. Listen, those I, <laughs> look great. Listen, I don't know what those are yet, yo. But I have an appreciation for those. I'm gonna tell you. The, <laughs> Dumb shit, the dumb shit we used to do. I don't know what those are yet, but wow. Like <laughs> I don't have those. And, nah. But she does. Those are incredible. Here's what I used to do, right? It's that the black box, we used to have VCR at the crib or whatever, right? And so what I would do is, you know, early in the day, I would put a, 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 a VHS tape into the VCR and just leave it in there, right? And so at night, when everybody sleep, all I would do is get up, press record, change the channel on the box, and then set my alarm to get up again before my dad would get up and just change the channel back to where they had it before. And then, like, this is during the summertime. Parents go go to work. All of a sudden, I got, like, a VHS full of, like, titties. And it was always, like, night calls. It was a show that Playboy used to have. It was just, like, two bitches with, like, just naked, just taking phone calls. Of like niggas jerking off on the phone. It was so stupid. But there was a woman named Crystal Knight. And I loved her because in all this white Playboy shit, it was the only black chick on there. Right. And I was just like, wow, I'm One horny. time for Crystal Knight. I'm horny and racist. All I want is this black bitch. <laughs> 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 but, but that was the thing. And I had to also learn that <laughs> you, try, you think you slick until your dad shows you that there's a last channel button. <laughs> he was like, son... He's like, son, come here. The seeds of toxic <laughs> masculinity the are sown is, here. The funny thing is, he be like, y'all was watching this? That's why all men are fucked up now. Because this terrible. is the shit that we used to do, yo. No, I'm trying to tell you. The funny thing is, these kids have no clue. No clue. No concept. All you got to do is go on uh, Google and type in, boobies no bra. <laughs> Shout out to the nephews. But yeah, but it's like, no clue what we had to go through. So there's resentment that kind of comes from that. So it's just like, there's nothing funnier than like old school DJ ass niggas. Like, oh, back in my day, I had to get the 1200s and carry crates upstairs and learn how to do this. And now niggas, they they buy a controller. It was like DJ Pyrrhus that objected Serato forever. And now they're all into it because it's like technology is supposed to make things less difficult and more easy. But I think that that's where that old person resentment comes from is that we see how hard it was for us to do certain shit. Yeah. And then when we look at the younger kids, we, cause we say this too. Dog, when I first started doing music, 
if I had the ability to do the shit these kids are doing right now, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I would have been a millionaire. Right. It's you, like, you, you know, know this generation is thriving from the adaptation. Like, that's why you have people that cling to Jordan, even though in a lot of ways, LeBron is clearly a superior athlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is because, you know, we felt like, we felt in a certain way, um, we fell in love with everything that Jordan represented. And here's this evolution of this guy, like the newer, shinier model that does everything easier than what Jordan did. Yeah. And it's like, we get mad at it. Like, yo. Yeah. LeBron didn't have hand check. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 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 yeah. Right. And, and so it's a natural thing. Like, one thing I don't want to be, I don't want to be the old man shaking my fist. So even if it's like hip hop shit that I just don't listen to, I just have to acknowledge this shit ain't for me and just move on. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the point of hip-hop culture is to rebel. That's the point of young people that's supposed to rebel. Like, I want to see that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I used to be one of those people, or I caught myself being that person at certain intervals in the game where you start to hear, like, these artists that are just your young thugs, your, you know... Anything new and it's kind of like, nah, I'm going to stick to what I'm used to. But then at the same time, you got to realize like, yo, the game is changing. I mean, let's be honest too. The the, the, the crazy thing, it's like hip hop is sort of like, and, I, and, and shout out to old buddy Cutting Grass in the back. I don't know if y'all can hear this on the microphone. We'll see when we listen to it. But Good it's landscaping. Like, <laughs> landscaping. Like the, the, the funny thing about it is like hip hop niggas is like sports niggas, right? Where it's just like the, the worst thing that can happen with your nostalgia is to have it proven wrong. And it's like, we used to talk about, oh, the NBA, man, the game was so much better then, and this and this and that. And then you watch a, a ESPN classic where it's like an NBA game with the Knicks versus the Bulls, and it's like 72 points, 72 to 69 points with like terrible scoring right. and niggas on a free throw line. It's like, same thing with music. Oh, man, Wu-Tang was the shit. And then you look at Killer Army and, and Wu Syndicate, and, and uh, 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 what's the fiend? What, no, what is, is it? Hot take time, dog. Let's go, let's go. I know where you're going too. Let's go. Is it hot take time? It's hot take time. Let's go. What you got? I don't even know if I feel like doing this. Let's go because it's gonna start pandemonium on your page. <laughs> <laughs> the only person listening to this podcast is Dan. I can't get mad at one time for Dan, man. Yeah, one time for danger, but yo, like. Wu Tang Clan, in retrospect, go back and listen to Thirty Six Chambers. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it for the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it for where where we were, and where the game was when we first heard it. Mm-hmm. But is it really that good? Thirty Six Chambers classic. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But when we say, "Oh well," like these kids, they don't be talking about shit. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dog shit on Wu-Tang forever, anybody? Come on, man. One time for ODB. We enjoy it for what it is, right? Hey, how often we pulling uh, black shampoo out? Cut it out. (laughs) Don't even get me started on Wu-Tang. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on Wu-Tang. And and the thing is, I feel like we can appreciate that shit without having to bash the new shit because everything that we everything niggas complain about new shit being all the old shit did the same stuff it was you know like even now like young thug is appreciated and Lil Uzi Vert is looked at like ill and then in another five years you're gonna look at Lil Uzi Vert as being cool and there's gonna be another kid 
behind him. Well, I always, always wondered, right? Because like when Wu Tang comes out, how was the you know <laughs> hip hop niggas? Like, like was the was the rappers the light ass niggas? We mad I mean, at Wu Tang, but the thing about it was we were operating. I mean, we were the youth then, that's, or at that's least what I I'm was. Saying. So that, we, you weren't paying saying. attention. So it's like I wonder if we if we double back and read the shit that was written and stuff like I'm that. I'm pretty sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure. Like I know for a fact that a lot of people didn't like Jay Z when he first came out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was like, oh, who is this dude thinking that he hasn't made? Like he didn't, you know. What, does he think he's Biggie or whatever the case may be? And then here you are now. It's the greatest rapper of all time in some people's opinion. Yeah. And that's so, the right opinion. Huh? That's the right opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my personal opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't feel like starting that argument either. Yeah. Like, What up, Charlie Waters? <laughs> man. I know he going with my, that. My troll. <laughs> what up, Kevin One Gates? time. Hey, Drico. <laughs> One time for Charlie Waters. <laughs> Fuck you, punk. Trash. <laughs> Podcast trash. I didn't get him up on this motherfucker. We bring him back in here. But yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, come on. Stay man. home. It'll be fun. <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, like, I, 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 I feel like, man, there's a great quote, and it goes, time is God. Don't waste it. And that's the most gangster shit ever. And it's like, I feel like I don't want to waste energy attacking young people for, for trying to be young. I don't want to waste time on shit that don't matter. The thing that I love about the Me Must versus Monday thing is that it's kind of employing what we're talking about. Is that people will spend so much time talking about the music they don't like as opposed to bigging up the shit that they're listening to. Right. I mean, it's, again, full circle in the whole, in the whole shit, man. It is, life's too short to spend it talking about a bunch of shit that you hate all the time absolutely you know what i'm saying like i'd rather if i don't like something or if i don't want to deal with you know like if i have like the ultimate antipathy for something and i oh my god kanye gets on my nerves i can just avoid kanye west i don't like in most conversations i don't even mention donald trump by name like i have to think to be like yeah who's the president right now you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. spend society is spending too much time trying to um trying to look for danger. You know what I'm saying? And like it's not necessary. You have to enjoy what's in front of you. Yeah. Because you don't know. Like I I wrote on Instagram a couple weeks ago that, you know, the heaviest substance on earth is regret. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you die, it's the only thing that can weigh your casket down. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. you gotta spend your you gotta spend your life enjoying shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't spend. Oh well, I hate Kanye. What about who you like? Yeah. Who do you have an appreciation for? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like Donald Trump, who do you? Who in politics right now do you have an appreciation for? Shout out to Kamala. Shout out to uh, Corey. Right, like yeah. we have to, we have to get past the point of of finding ways to hate Trump and find ways to embrace the incumbent president that we need to be worried about electing in the next year or two. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, absolutely. So, and the same thing with music. This, it's like you don't like. There are so many artists that you want to spend time debating about you not liking. What about the people that you do like? Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Devote your time. If there's an album that you don't like, don't talk about it. Talk about the album that you did like this week. One time for Ella May. Word. A lot of people have been talking shit about the album, man. I haven't heard it yet. Like, like what's the what's the thing people complaining about? I haven't seen anybody that didn't like it. The one thing I will say, because I've been an Ella May fan for about, I don't know, almost like a year and a half, two years now. Mm. And there's definitely a growth in her music that's different from all of the stuff that she put out originally. You know, Boot Up mm. is like... It's old. It's, it's an old record. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, all of the music that she did around that time, it has a different... You know, this album is different from that. And so I don't know if everybody was expecting, like, you know, 16 Boot Up records. and <laughs> But it's a, it's a dope album, man. I meant to ask you, uh, uh, Plies and Gates got a record. Have you heard it? Yes. Okay. You know I did. <laughs> Shout Fuck out to you, Plies. Charlie. <laughs> Shout out to Plies. Yeah. Oh. Nah, um, that was dope. My favorite, my shit right now is this kid from New York named Mac Ayers. Mm, okay. White kid. Okay. I, he's young. He's like 21. Um, he had one project that came out a while back called Drive Slow, and at the beginning of September, I believe, he put out an album called Something to Feel. And I think that right now, that's like my second favorite album this year. Word. Okay. Um, so, I, got, I got a little bone to pick, Ho. It's like, I have a post every week about what you're listening to. You got all the shit you listen to. You're never posting it, man. Because I have to do the playlist. Well, then put the playlist in there. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, like, like even before you had the playlist, nigga. Like, I'm like, I'm like, this dude be posting all this shit. You know, you can contribute. <laughs> like, come on. Man. I mean, I stay on. You know, I stay on my wave. Nah, eh, whatever. I know what it is. You just got me on snooze on Facebook. Just don't want to tell me. Yeah, <laughs> so, when I, so when I make these posts, unfollow a nigga. Yeah, man. You know you can like temporarily mute motherfuckers. Like you can. They call it taking the break. So you could take a break for thirty can days. Can you do that people. shit on Instagram? I know you can mute people. Okay, I need to figure that. Which shit is out. just as good. I need to figure that shit out. Love and I think Jesus. actually, I think their accounts become active again after th- after you mute them. Okay. After like thirty days. You right. could take a break from motherfucker. I took a break from your motherfucking ass. Yeah, your monkey ass. You could be cussing me out every day. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Isn't that that's the beauty of it? Yeah, I give you. But you don't have to worry day. about that because, like I said, I don't talk about motherfuckers I don't like. Yeah, worry about. Oh ha! That sounds sounds ooh, about right. Ooh, oh oh ha ha! Speaking of fuckboy energy, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Negro League podcast. Hey, um, I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. You can check me out at Preach Jacobs on Instagram, Single at Preach Jacobs Chicken. on Facebook, at Preach Jacobs on Twitter. We are also you need Dre to make a shirt for that, like man, Single Mother's man. Chicken. He ain't gonna make nothing. One time for Dre. Shout man. out to Dre. You ain't gonna design nothing. He ain't gonna hear this shit either. So I can talk all my shit. Um, also, <laughs> also, we're sponsored by More Better Soul. Uh, Type in code NEGRO to save 10% at mobetasoul.bigcartel.com. Check out the new champion hoodies we got up in on there. They look fucking amazing. Um, Bobby, what's your, your social media shit? Oh, and Telegram, N-T-E-L-L-I-G-R-A-M on Instagram. Word. Um, the Me Versus Monday playlist on Spotify, man. We'll we'll also put that in the link um, when we're when you guys listen to this on Apple Music, all that good stuff. Um, figure out what I'm going to do the rest of my day. The weather is actually decent. And um, I ain't working today, so fuck this shit. Holla at y'all niggas later. Chill.